Hello and welcome to the Choke Nation podcast. We are back. It's taken about two and a half years, but me and Helen have finally got our acts together, managed to sit down and start recording podcasts again. We're super excited to be back, but that's not all. In the coming weeks, we're going to be going live with the Choke Nation website, which is going to feature news and reviews and hopefully videos, some technique talk from not just us, but from fans and pro fighters, anyone we can get our hands on, really. We're super excited about it. Uh, Also, we're going to be bringing you some new podcasts in the future, and they're going to focus on the UFC and maybe even a little bit of pro wrestling. We'll see how fruity we feel it. But for now, thank you so much for tuning back into Choke Nation, which you can now get on iTunes. Please spread the word. We are finally on iTunes and we are so pleased to be back. And we're so pleased that so many of you stuck with the podcast in such a long space of time. We really appreciate it. So now, please enjoy episode seven of the Choke Nation podcast. Hello, this is the Choke Nation podcast. My name is Nathan J. Selby, and in the Skype box is... Helen J. Harper. Amazing. And I actually haven't even introduced myself as Helen J. Harper since we last did a Choke Nation (laughs) podcast. Just putting it out there. So this is like a one-time thing. It's like a special Choke Nation special name. (laughs) This is the only time you do it only time i use the j part we are back for the first time in i think we stopped recording it's gotta be two years yeah it's gotta be two maybe three years let's say yeah uh, uh yeah someone will f- tell us someone will tell us yeah I'm, i imagine so um what's interesting sure you've missed us everyone <laughs> what's interesting is it i went back and looked at the soundcloud stuff thousands of people have listened to the podcast now wow yeah, it's a, it's a lot, a lot of people, and um, I feel uh, we need to owe some explanation as to um, where the hell we've been, and um, you should go first because you're it's way more interesting. <laughs> you've been um, up, you've, you've been up to way more than me. Okay, so two years, I guess. We recorded after I came back from Tuff, didn't yeah. we? Yes. Wow, okay, what's happened since then? Um, I fought for Bellator. Did we record after that? No. We talked about it. Uh, we, wanted, we wanted to, but it just didn't work out. It happened, yeah. All right, well, I fought for Bellator. Um, that was pretty insane, uh, insane experience. Um, I lost, obviously. Um, but I won the first round, lost the second round, you and won, then the ref called it. You won the first round undeniably. Yeah, um, yeah, so I hear. I don't actually remember it still, it, so... <laughs> Bless you. It wasn't even a... The first round wasn't even a contest. It was unbelievable. Yeah, if only it had stayed that way, huh? Well, uh, hey, man. Can't have it all, can you? That's the fight game. Um, it is, and you know what? That's why you love MMA, because it's so unpredictable, and things like that can happen, and she had a great comeback later, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's fought again since then, which, obviously, whoever won that fight would have fought again, so... Right. Obviously, that wasn't me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fair play to her, you know? It's yeah. cool, man. So, she's good, you know? Um, I just wasn't 
wasn't as good as she was on the day. But I reckon if we had that fight again now, it would be a different story. But, uh, you know, we... you look oh, are, are we saying her name? Are we... Can't fucking remember. Lena? Lena. Lena? Lena? I can't. Do you know what? I'm really bad at pronunciation. So that's the only reason I didn't say it. I don't Fair know how to enough. say her surname. Sorry. Her surname's <laughs> about 35 letters. So um, if you want to try and say it, be my guest. I cannot. No, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the only reason I didn't say it. Not because I didn't want to mention her, just because I can't say her name. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally it. Uh, but no, fair play to her. And I haven't fought since then. Had a bad motorbike accident last year in August, which put me out for four months. Yeah, uh, I saw yeah. you not that long after that, and uh, yeah, for our bro's wedding, and I was amazed at how beat up you were. <laughs> oh, mate, it's been uh, yeah. I mean, it's still not a hundred percent to be honest with you. Um, and that was August, so it was beginning of August. Yeah, I was on the way to watch my friend at a festival. And I was riding there. I was literally on my way to the festival. And a car drove into me. And uh, I have been pretty much unable to strike properly since then. I mean, some, some might argue yeah. I couldn't strike properly before then. But <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's worse now than it was before. Let's just say that. So, I mean, it's slowly building up strength again. But, I mean, I'm still going to physio every week, you know. It's still yeah. it's still a stage where I'm physioing every week. So, it's just been an absolute nightmare. Like, Jiu-Jitsu's been all right because as long as I don't – as long as I tap for, a, like, a Kimura or something, pretty much it's not that bad. It's just, like – it's just striking when your arm goes out straight. Yeah. That's the uh, – that's what it – you know, that's what really, really kind of fucks it up. So, yeah, it's like jiu-jitsu seems to be okay, hence my focusing on jiu-jitsu. And actually, even wrestling, I haven't been – I'm all right. It's, it, you know, with wrestling, it's like you bring them into you. Yeah. Um, so so it's all right, and I've got, I'm have got i quite strong there. But if I had to have my arms straight out, I, I literally can't hold, like, one kilogram still. It's, yeah. it's that bad, you know. There's just no strength on my arms straight. Right. So, yeah. It's still not 100%, obviously, but it's a lot better than it was. But I'm really hoping to be able to fight again, well, as soon as, it's, as, soon as it feels good again, you know. Yeah. As soon as I feel like I can punch without uh, pain shooting down my, uh, my shoulder and my back, which is how it is at the moment still. Jeez. As soon as I can punch with force uh, and not have my entire arm feel like it's going to fall off, I will be fighting again. <laughs> Do you have any idea where you're going to be fighting again? absolutely none at all wow. not a clue i trust jude jude is my coach i trust him 100 percent um mm-hmm. we've you know we've been now uh he's been training me for well two and a half years pretty much now yeah. um i trust him more than i've trusted anyone in my entire life well that's another thing we should say that we've both we've both moved away actually from, from yeah the of, uh we both moved like further away from each other yeah but definitely, that's that's one of the reasons why this is Skype um, and not me sitting in your mum's living room. Uh, well, that's quite right. Yeah, she's yeah. actually moved as well, by the way. Oh, bless her! Send my love. Um, yeah. So you're you're training out of Urban Kings now. I am training out of Urban Kings. Team's called Inglorious Grapplers. You might have heard of us. Um, we're pretty awesome. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, so yeah, I. I my god i just i absolutely love the team so much like just they're just such good people you know obviously you know everyone has their ups and downs and 
Sure. Yeah, that's always be the case with any team, but there are a hell of a lot more ups than there are downs, I'll tell you that much. Um, and I moved to London for this team. I moved to London for Jude. I really would, I'm really, not a fan of London in general, no. but because of training with Jude, I it's made it work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I have so much time for him. I really do. Like, I just never, I've never felt so, like, much trust for a coach and uh-huh. so much respect for a coach and so much. And it's not to say that I've not trusted and respected coaches before because I have. But with Jude, it's just different. Like he's, I just, like he just everything he says makes sense to me, and it might not even make sense at the time. But it makes sense, like ultimately. Sure. And I just, you know, I just, I have just so much respect for him. You know. Sure, it's, so, it's really uh, special to have that relationship with a trainer. It really, yeah, really, it's, and, it, and it's so integral to your performance a lot of the time. I don't think I realised how much it would affect me with that like because I don't really feel like I've ever kind of been super close with a coach before like it's just like they're just someone at the gym you know like just whatever kind of but like with Jude it's like I'll text he always texts me before like if even if he can't come to a a comp or whatever he'll make sure he calls me he'll make sure he texts me make sure I'm okay make sure I'm warmed up make you know like make sure I know what I'm doing make sure I'm you know even if it's just on a phone right on a text like um Uh, uh, at Euros uh, two weeks ago, you know, the minute I come off the mat, I get a call from him, you know, like, I'm so proud of you. And that literally, like, was made my heart just skip a beat, the fact that he said he was so proud of me. And, you know, it's just, like, meant so much to me, the fact that he said that. And it was just, ah, it's just awesome. That's great. To be honest, the the coaching team here generally, it's a good team and they all complement each other. They're very different. They all complement each other, like, really well. So, yeah, we are very lucky here, actually. That's awesome, man. I mean, you are going to get, regionally speaking, London's probably going to be the place. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's there's a lot of competition, which means that you have to keep the standard high. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, makes a big difference. What about you? Oh, Jesus. you to tell us what you're Well, yeah, my, my story's far easier. Um, I moved from where we were to the darkest depths of Devon, uh, where literally no one lives. Um, I live in a field surrounded by sheep, mainly. Sounds so perfect. Yeah, it's great. But um, my martial arts sort of journey has come to a, a pretty abrupt full stop. Roughly, Christ, I haven't been training for full time for nearly a year and a half um not even full time just uh really at all i think in the last year i went to jiu-jitsu about four or five times um how do you how do you survive like that not well um i i'm trying to uh i'm trying to do things uh other things to keep me occupied basically um uh, I was complaining about it even way back when we were recording the first time. Um, but I had a, I had hip pain and a hip injury. Um, that actually turned out to be much more serious than it than it uh, we originally thought. It's actually a problem with the way my hip is sort of uh, formed, um, and I'm seeing various different specialists, and they're basically deciding which surgery to do. I've been told that the only thing that's really going to sort me out is a hip replacement. <laughs> oh my god, dude! 
But I'm way too young. I'm way too young to do that. And I know that they wear oh, out. Oh, you know? I'm 27, dude. And, uh, Mate, 27 going on 67. I know. And, I mean, the rest of me is fine. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. What, you know, I... I'm fine, um, but my hips and my hips are knackered. So it, it's just figuring out what best to do because if I get a hip replacement, that's going to need doing again in a you know ten years because they also know that I have no no wish to stop training. When I moved down Devon, my uncle um, has a karate club down here. He's a fourth degree black belt, and I was going to get back to karate and jiu-jitsu and start working on getting my black belt in karate and, and progressing in jiu-jitsu. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just all gone apart. I started in CrossFit for a while. There was a really cool club uh, down here called uh, Newton Abbott CrossFit. They're lovely people. They are not seeing enough of me because it's not like you work out and then you get sore muscles and then you come back a couple of days later or a day later. Um, if my hip goes, that's sort of me for a while. Um and I just couldn't afford to keep doing it and keep injuring myself. So that was yeah, a shame. Same. I, there's a, I should give a shout out to a fantastic club of people down here. Um, they're called Fightworks uh, Academy in Torquay. And they're also based in Taunton as well. Uh, they are the first place uh, I went to when I got here. And they're the only place I've gone to when I got here. Um, which was, I got here going on two years ago now. They are fantastically lovely people the school's run by uh darren yeoman who is uh i believe uh uh just one of the, the coolest coaches one of the coolest black belts i've ever met in my life um they're super understanding of my situation uh, i should say isaac as well is a, is a brown belt there and sort of uh one of one of the next coaches and um uh, they are super cool they still let me go down there and they like keep the like <laughs> Because I'm itching to roll. As we all know, anyone who's listened to this who trains, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is therapy for nearly all of us, I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it gets your head straight as much as it gets your body straight. Yeah, and, uh, it really does. They, they go down there and let let me do what I can. Uh, but they also don't... They step in if they think I'm being stupid or I'm going to get hurt. And they save me injury. They're just really lovely people they're lovely people they do great jiu-jitsu and my only problem is is that um i'm not there enough i i I can't i can't do it i've been told not to train but i've got another follow-up in march and uh and we'll see i've got one of the, the leading the uk's leading hip surgeons is uh is getting involved is apparently on that interesting but uh yeah so i've sort of ground to a halt and i'm just trying to find ways to stay in shape i mean you know you know me hells i used to i used to fight at 70 and fair enough i'm 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 six foot one so that's quite light i think that's quite small it's quite small for for my height Um, yeah i now probably weigh closer to 90 I'd say. Wow. That's like, a big difference. It's huge difference. And um yeah, and it's not it's not the right way. <laughs> I can tell you that much. But um <laughs> God God knows I'm I I am trying. But yeah, that's that's basically the story of me. Far far easier and not as exciting. 
But uh, I'll get fixed and I'll get back to fucking strangling people. Mark my damn words. But uh, it hell might, yes, it might be a while. <laughs> well, a while is better than never. That's yeah. All I can say. Yep. I uh, I agree. Um, so lots of other things have gone on in the crazy world. Of course they have. We've been gone for years at this stage. Going on, there's a lot going on all the time now in in MMA and and BJJ. Quite frankly, I mean, there's yeah, so many jiu-jitsu tournaments for all different levels. It it is crazy to see. Uh, no, it is completely, completely. It, it's wonderful, but it's also crazy. I don't. I genuinely don't know how people afford to go and fight basically every weekend. I don't know. Yeah, it's literally mental. I mean, I guess like sponsorships are getting more. They're getting better, but they're also getting harder to get. Right. So I think that's one thing. Um, I know a lot more people at lower levels are getting sponsored rather than just black belts kind of thing. Right. So like, if you compete regularly um, at even blue belt, you can you can pick up a sponsor if you know where to look kind of thing. Whereas it used to be sort of maybe six years ago, it would be black belts only, maybe a brown belt if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, they're definitely getting better. I mean, as they get better, obviously there's more demand for them. Yeah. Uh, as well, which probably don't know if that helps or not. But um, well, I'd like to keep say that high. one of our our former guests, our previous guests, uh, being Craig from the Grappler's Gift. Um, I'm aware of his work. Yes. Uh, our, our old buddy Craig. He he was one of the first people I saw that w- that was sponsoring people sort of at the blue belt level. Yeah. And, yeah now, and now we're sponsoring pro fighters as well. Like what? Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it does. It definitely uh, it grows. I mean, I even just on a sponsorship level. Um, I think once you sponsor one person, you realize how much good it does your business. And then you pick up more and more and more. And it's sponsorships a business as well, you know? Yeah, it is. And if anyone would like to sponsor this returning podcast, do get in contact. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone wants to sponsor me and pay for my uh, flights to all the jiu-jitsu tournaments I've been going to, then um, <laughs> that would definitely help me to not be quite so broke. Yeah, preferably British Airways, if you could sponsor. Yeah, Br- British Airways, if, if British Airways want to sponsor me, I'm in. Even Ryanair, I'll take, you know. <laughs> take, that, take that off your hands, you Not know. Not Ryanair, that's like a fight camp in itself. Mate, I'd rather <laughs> take that than nothing. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Um, I recently wrote a review of um, combat, uh, the Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds, which is, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Jiu-Jitsu with palm strikes to a grounded opponent. Basically, fun jiu-jitsu. Fun jiu-jitsu. <laughs> not, not that it wasn't fun before the so, palm strikes, but more fun jiu-jitsu, so let's say. an MMA fighter. And I just wanted to know, is it, is it more an American thing? Has that any of that made its way over here? I know that there's, it's still relatively new, it feels like. I don't know if it's a, an Eddie Bravo, solely an Eddie Bravo thing. I don't know. I think it is at the moment. As far as I know. What do you do you think that much in the way that I, I really noticed remember when Meta Morris first happened? There was mm. a, a wave and there still is of submission only tournaments in the UK. Mm. Polaris being yeah. one of them. And there yeah. and there's also them at the much you know, more accessible lower level. There's there's submission tournaments everywhere. Do you reckon combat jiu jitsu is a thing that would take off in any way? 
The only thing that I can think of that people would, the reason it wouldn't take off would be um, insurance. Yeah. Because people aren't going to insure it and people aren't going to, people are going to get sued because that's the world we live in now. Um, And people aren't going to want to hold the tournaments because they're too worried about getting sued. There's always going to be that one live wire that goes, Oh, you hit me too hard. Oh, you know? Yeah. Or, oh, you just, I poked me, or, oh, you just did this. And it's like, with normal jiu-jitsu, I guess you sign a waiver and it's all okay. But I don't know how they do it with, I mean, I can't imagine it's that different to MMA in the fact that you just sign a contract. But with MMA, at least you just have one bout and one opponent and one, do you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of a... It's like uh, an amalgamation of the two, but I don't know how that would work insurance-wise. No. I mean, I work... uh, One of the reasons I moved to Devon is I I run a venue down here now. um, Theatre and music and stuff like that. And I briefly looked into trying to stage uh, a a jiu-jitsu thing down here. And and I mean just (laughs) jiu-jitsu. And, uh, and you realised the insurance was probably more than about three years' rent. It was insurance and licensing and the the kind of thing that we would have to do to make it work was just insane. It's just insane. Because yeah. we're registered as like entertainment and, uh, and, a, and a public building and a community building. It's nothing like, a say, a sports centre where a lot of... Uh, you know, jiu-jitsu tournaments are held or something. Or or bars that, quite frankly, have the money to put on MMA shows. Um, yeah. It's it's so much red tape and so much chaos that we were just like, well, that's not going to happen at all. No way. Yeah. Which is a real shame uh, for me, at the very least. But do you think, looking at it from a competitor's perspective, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's something you'd be interested in doing. Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'm up for whatever, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so easily pleased. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm for sure up for, I mean, if someone offered me a, a combat jiu-jitsu uh, match, I'd take it, like, easily. Like, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be quite, quite fun to sort of, it's almost like having an MMA fight, but without having an MMA fight, and you don't, you're probably not really going to get hurt. Yeah. And, it's kind of like the best of both worlds, almost. Yeah. It's like you know, you can probably fight. You can fight again the next day. You know, you're not going to get hurt, and you still get to slap someone. Well, you get you, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're going to get hurt, but like within reason. I'm pretty sure C, uh, CJJ is going to come up again and again. I hope so, anyway, because I sitting down and watching the combat jiu-jitsu worlds. I really enjoyed it, and I didn't think I would. And I'm not a person that usually um likes to sit down and watch too much jiu-jitsu like right i can't for just for spectator sport if i'm interested in learning techniques or something like that if there's something else in it uh, if there's like an instruction instructional or something yeah i can't get enough um but competition for competition's sake i i don't always get it especially at the high level because um so say leg lock games if you watch any of the sort of eddie bravo invitationals or uh especially a lot of no gi it's so leg lock heavy now and i it's just beyond my understanding um 
this wasn't like that. I really, weirdly enough, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, That's awesome. Much as I enjoy watching what we're about to talk about now, which is Polaris, which is Indeed. back, um, which is back on the, I believe, seventeenth of February. Seventeenth of February. That's right. Uh, in uh, in, in London, in your new hometown, mate, in London, in yeah. London town. Yes, mate. London town. Are you going? Can you go? I am going. Yes, I have not bought my ticket, but I am going. <laughs> Okay, cool. I hope that works. I mean, as in, Ash has got a ticket for me. Oh, okay, cool. That's so awesome. I will be going. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's a great card. Uh, yeah, it is. It looks like a lot, a lot of fun. Um, you mentioned Ash, uh, Ash Grimshaw, who was fighting on my main yeah. card. Um, He's uh, so they they split the the card up. So the first, like the undercard, almost is all ten minute matches. Uh huh. Um. And then the main card is 15-minute matches. Right. Um, so he's the second 15-minute match. Again, so, yeah. Marco Kamha, I want to say. Yeah. A no-gi match. How How was this... Uh, how do you see it going down? I mean, uh, is, is your friend and your coach... So I know you're biased. I'm not asking you to not be oh, biased. Yeah, of obviously. Um, but... I, I'm I'm more of a stranger to Nogi uh, than vastly more than you, obviously. Um, how how does a Nogi kind of change things up? Because a lot of the prelim matches are gi. In fact, yeah, nearly... yeah, most of the prelim matches are all gi. In fact, there's only one Nogi, which yeah. is Ross Nichols, who also trains with us. Yeah, I mean Nogi. The the different basically the difference between Nogi and gi is bricks. Yeah. Um, gi, you've got. I guess you've got more to work with grips wise. Well, certainly you've got more to work with grips wise, but um, submission wise, I guess you've also got a bit kind of more options. Uh-huh. Um, and but it's a slower. It, usually, it's a slower game. Uh, Snow is a bit more sort of like slippery, <laughs> sweat. <laughs> um, yeah, you can sort of slide about a bit more and, and slide out of submissions, whereas with a gi, you're sort of trapped. Um, so I guess that's a big difference. Um, Grimshaw's pretty bloody good at both, so you know, think he'll be okay there. Um, yeah, like watching him train, he's one of the best people to watch train because he's just—he's so controlled, but he's so light as well. Right. Like he—he—he he, he moves around so lightly. Um, um, that rolling with him is insane. You know, like you—you uh, you sort of feel like he doesn't put any—he doesn't use any pressure. He doesn't like you, when you roll with him, you don't feel like, oh my god. Like he's so strong, or he's so this, or he's so that. You're not it's getting like, smushed. You're not at all. Like there's no, there's no like pressure passing. There's no nothing. He's just so like he just moves around you, and it's like he'll still toy with you, and you literally feel like a mouse being played with by a cat. Right. But he use any pressure towards you, which is incredible. Like to be able to do that, you know, to have the control to do that is sure. uh, it's rare, actually. I'd say. Um, so yeah, it's really cool to uh, to train with him. Um, but yeah, his I mean his nogi game's incredible. You know, I right. mean I think that's a given anyway. But yeah, he's been training with Jude for years, so you know obviously it's going to be incredible. But yeah, no, it's it's, it's uh, well just what sometimes like you know you're in a round out or whatever, you, and he's always the one to watch. Like, he's he has uh, good jujitsu as in technique, but he also has pretty jujitsu, so right. actually looks good. You know, yeah, so. Well, yeah, it's, uh, he's definitely one to to watch. 
I mean, P- Polaris as a whole is really easy to watch. I found. Yes, yes, um, I agree. There's, there's, it's a very smooth sort of uh, production. Very cool. I don't know what it's like live. Um, in, interesting. No, I've not enough, been live before. Well, interesting enough, we're gonna we're gonna have a review of it live, written by um, a friend of mine who who is going and coaching at the event. Do you think? Because obviously, a lot of people are going to be drawn to this um, because of the two big. MMA names at the top of the card, right? I mean, yeah, I think I think yeah. that's fair to say. Uh, obviously, not everyone. There are so many. Jiu-Jitsu is so huge now, um, and rightly so. We've got such a, a wide community; it, it's it's crazy. But a lot of. Do you think it's necessary to get the? Will you know? We're talking about Benson Henderson and Jake Shields. Are, are they those names going to get? you know more casual mma fans in like what what is there how much benefit to that is there or or is it purely going to be hardcore jiu-jitsu fans anyway um i think well obviously you've got the hardcore jiu-jitsu fans as a as a sort of as a given almost um but i'd say probably people are more likely to tune in just because of those two because they're a bit more well known and they're a bit more like or they're kind of legends and, you know, legends of the sport. And, you know, people will be, if, I guess, like, if you're thinking, um, if you're toying with the idea of tuning in and you see two big names on the card like that, it's more likely that you're going to be like, oh, do you know what? I'll just give it a watch, see what happens, you know. Sort of more of a, if you were already thinking about it, this might seal the deal kind of deal. Yeah, kind of. I think so. I mean, I don't think people watch the whole card just for those two names. No. If I'm honest. Like, if you think about, you know, I mean, it's 10-minute matches and 15-minute matches. It's not, it's not like you can just quickly flick onto it kind of thing. You know, it's a, it's a a long old card, really, if you think about it. Yeah, Um, for sure. I mean, if you think even 15-minute matches, think about an MMA fight is, uh, I know it's it is technically mostly fifteen minutes, but you've got that broken up into three rounds. Yeah. And you've got punching, you've got standing, you've got groundwork, you've got wrestling, you've got so many opportun like uh, opportunities to change up. So like say if you watch a, a fight night, you're gonna see a lot of grappling hopefully. You're gonna see a lot yeah. of grappling, you're gonna see a lot of wrestling, you're gonna see a lot of striking, so something to keep you entertained all the time. Yeah. Whereas this is just grappling. So it's like you know, to keep entertained for fifteen minutes times what have we got uh six on the main card so that's six 15 minute matches yeah that's quite a lot actually to uh sort of like to sit through that's just the main card yeah so just to sit through for someone that doesn't really know anything about jiu-jitsu it's a bit like well that's kind of a big ask you know like are they going to do that for fun probably not are they going to pay for it probably not but are they going to watch the two uh the two uh the the main event and the co-main event yeah probably yeah, you know that's half an hour. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's a that's a, a, you know I think that's worth them getting such big names to promote it. For, apart from anything else, just like hey, by the way, this is a pretty awesome show. Just so you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like just put it out there a little bit more. Yeah, I I think it I think it raises the profile. Also, I think a lot of people. Um, I'm an avid listener to a, a lot of MMA. Um, sort of news podcasts and uh obviously joe rogan and and um polaris gets mentioned a lot now yeah 
which is yeah. which is fantastic. And I think a lot of people don't realise it's based in the UK because, quite frankly, they don't expect the bigger events to, to be, be held based in the UK. They yeah. always think it'll be in the States. Um, yeah, that, that's, definitely. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say anyway. And it's... Uh, it's sort of it's a weird seems like a weird sort of sense of pride that uh that that we've got this yeah know. yeah it's like oh it's like our baby kind of thing yeah you know? i think like I lo- that one was born here so we'll take care of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like oh you know like just kind of I feel a bit protective over it just like oh that's all that's our one that's our uh that's our little baby yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like the fact that it's here. You know, I really do. Yeah, I I really do too. There's always uh, there's other uh, notable names. Uh, it's nice to see um, so uh, a former training partner of mine and a all round nice person, Leonie Munslow, is uh, opening the uh, the prelim card, and um, she I, I'm just so pleased. I'm so happy for her to to be part of Polaris. She is crazy good just yeah she is. just she crazy is. crazy good um i cannot i cannot wait to see her fight uh, but there's other uh like recognizable got Theon as well yeah. in the, the first uh, the first um 15 minute match so the first on the main card she um she's i don't know if anyone anyone knows that she's uh her and Bryn have um got their own gym now um oh, which right. is really cool and um, a friend, so a, f- a friend of mine, Emma. Oh, you know Emma. Um, for, you met her at uh, uh, Chelmsford BJJ. Okay. Little Emma. Oh yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you remember her. I didn't. Anyway, meet, uh, she... I hang on. So this is the we talked about her on a podcast. Yes, I know. Or I just suddenly remembered that when I said it. Oh uh, yeah, I've not, I, I've not met her, but um, I sent oh, her yeah. a message on Facebook after we talked about her on the podcast because we were really impressed with how she hung in there. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's oh, she's a beast, man. She's like since then she's improved. Like you would not believe. Right. Oh my god, she's so much better. Like she's so good now. I follow um, her on Instagram, and she is, she is she's constantly she's doing stuff. Always at comps. Yeah. Yeah. She competes more than me, for sure. She competes more than me. Jeez. But anyway, so we were both at Worlds, um, and we both were on our own at Worlds. This is in December last month. Oh, right. sorry, two months ago now. Oh, no, wait, what are we in? January. Yeah, yeah last month. Oh, my God. Um, still January. We're, we're apparently are, we're in the third month of January now. Um, so <laughs> anyway, Emma and I were at Worlds together. Um, we both were sort of teamless so we just adopted each other and subsequently adopted uh team kaya but that's another story for another day <laughs> um so uh basically we ended up hanging out loads because we sort of didn't really have anyone else to hang out with so we ended up just yeah forming our own little sub team um the helen and emma team um and yeah, and she she told me all about uh, about Fionn's new gym and how amazing it is and how they've got a really cool girls team and you know just like oh it's just really cool to hear that there's such a it's such a good thing to happen you know because she's she's such a nice person or well, Emma as well but Fionn is such a nice person it's such a good thing to happen to her you know just yeah. I'm just like super proud to say that I know her you know it's yeah, just yeah. like. Yeah, she's like living the dream, you know, like literally living the dream. Like she's just 
and the and I feel because she did she sort of toyed with MMA and we were actually supposed to fight at one point and um, yeah yeah uh, basically okay. you know, well, cut a long story short we didn't yeah um, but we've sort of like been I guess we've been in vague contact ever since really right. um, but ever since she decided after that she decided to just focus on jiu-jitsu and sort of scrap MMA and ever since then her jiu-jitsu has just skyrocketed. And she is incredible. She is literally incredible. I can't even find any other word to use for her. But she's like, I mean, she's like one of my idols. She really is. Um, she's younger than me as well, which sucks. Everyone's younger than me now, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, I'm just old. Um, but yeah, she she is just incredible. I really just have so much time for her. And to, so the fact that she's got her own gym now, is just it's just awesome. It's really cool. That's cool. So yeah, super excited to watch her. Really, really excited. And she's the one before Ash, so that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, you got a nice little. I mean, but again, there there really are recognisable names. It's it's always nice to hear that uh, a story like that where it really is working out for someone because it's there again. There's so many gyms. There's so much jujitsu. There's so much MMA. Yeah, that, really um, is. That really to be is. able to to make something work successfully is. Is always yes, an achievement. Stories are actually not. I mean, that much success is not common. I don't think. No. Uh, she's, I mean, she, it's not like she doesn't work for it. You know, she she works bloody hard for it. But no, yeah, Fion, the fact that she's is got well known. Plenty of work hard and don't get there. You know. Yeah, Fiona so, is well known for her work ethic. I would also oh, say that about Leonie, and uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I would say that a, a lot about. You would have to say that about most of the people on this card. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they clearly. I I I'm looking at it, and I'm and I don't pretend, by the way, to to hold uh, a lot of uh, knowledge on spectator jujitsu uh, in any way, shape, form. I'm not all, always of these conversations, but I uh, I recognise a lot of these names, and there doesn't appear to be really like a bad fight or even a mismatch to me. No, I think uh, I agree with that. It's it's genuinely good matches, really yeah. good matches, which. Uh, doesn't always to, to compare to MMA. That's not always the case at the moment. No, um, especially in the UK. I mean, you've got so many. Not I sound sounds terrible, but you've got a lot of fighters, but there aren't that many amazing fighters in the UK because as soon as they get amazing, they go to America. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they might be born in the UK, but as soon as they get good. They're straight off to Bellator, UFC, um, even ACB, whatever, like wherever they go. Um, you know, it's like there's not that many amazing fighters that stay in the UK. Yeah. Because they're just, there isn't that many opportunities for them, really. No. You know, so it's difficult for promoters, but it's difficult to find, it's, it's difficult to actually find quite an equal match at the moment in the, uh, UK MMA, I think. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. Can you have you got any sort of uh, opinions on? Because there's obviously in submission jiu-jitsu, there's now different schools of thought about how you determine a winner. Um, what if you if there's no submission? If you there's mean? no submission, so, yeah. If it just runs. if someone submits, it's pretty clear, or at least I mean, it should be. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, to be honest, it, if it was up to me, 
I'd just tell them to keep going until someone got submitted. Sure, that doesn't I always give a make shit for great an TV, hour. right? <laughs> huh? That doesn't always work, uh, make for great TV. You just have people sat in guard for six years, 50-50 guard. Like... Oh, no, you wouldn't be allowed to do that, though. You'd have to, uh, you, you wouldn't be allowed to stay in a position. If you weren't active, you wouldn't be allowed to stay there. I'd just, just keep standing you up. So come on, guys! I want to see some wrestling. Okay, well, out of the rules that are, <laughs> yeah, that's people... what I said. If it was up to me, it wouldn't be the <laughs> wouldn't be the same. The Hellraiser Jiu Jitsu, the Hellraiser Jiu Jitsu rules, where people literally die trying. Um, but, but did what... you die? <laughs> what is your sort of? Because it there seems to be two sort of, well, two or three schools of thought. What I refer to as like, or I think of as the Metamora school of thought, which is, oh, no one got a submission, so it's a draw. There's mm. what Polaris is doing, which is uh, as judge's decision, much as MMA. Or uh, there's the EBI rules, which is you go into overtime and then it's the quickest to get out of a back take or an armbar or, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah. Um, um, I'll go three EBI all the way. Really? Yeah, well, okay, come on. Who wants to see a, a, a good old fight and then it be a draw? I, can't, oh, I agree with that. I that. agree with that. I think Matt and Morris, I think, I think these bigger jiu-jitsu tournaments actually do, ta- sorry, tournaments and events do owe a lot to Matt and Morris, actually. I think they were the first people to really give it a crack um, mm. properly for, you know, for the spectators' sake, you know. Um, yeah, But yeah. I think that very quickly we all realised that the fact that there was going to be a draw was just a bit of an anticlimax isn't it such an anticlimax you lose all of the production you lose all of the value to everything you just saw um, yeah yeah crazy craziness but I, I you know i think judge's decision is okay but it depends on the judge because i sort of feel like if it's judge's decision are you going to be a judge that likes someone to wrestle are you going to be a judge that likes someone to pull guard are you going to be a judge that likes someone active are you going to be a judge that likes someone to sit there and work at something like a submission or whatever um you know it's like well what what are we judging on there's got to be more criteria and it's got to be equal for all the judges it can't be like uh oh i got that judge and i don't like pulling guard so i'm going to lose if i don't submit or right. whatever you know like i've i've uh compete i know it's not the same level but i've competed before where i've been really pushing for a takedown and the the girl's just been defend 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 pull guard at the last minute and i've been so active the whole time haven't been able to secure the takedown you know every time they pop back up or whatever yeah um they pull guard at the last minute and they win even though they've done fuck all the whole match but they pull guard right at the end so the judge gives it to them and i'm like but well, i've been trying my fucking ass off to get a takedown, and just because I didn't couldn't secure it, and they did done nothing, pull guard at the last minute, and they end up winning. But then equally, I've been on the other end of the shoe, where I've got been going for the takedown, going for the takedown. They've pulled guard, got a better position than me, a more secure position, and I still won because I've got the guard because uh, I've got the takedown, right. and they pulled guard. So it's like, well, what what's that? What's the official line there? Like, what what should yeah. you actually try and do? Because so I've been on both sides of it, and to be honest, even though one of the sides was winning, still don't agree with it. Yeah, you know, I, and I, and and to the point where I would like, I actually said to, I remember saying to the girl at that point, like, I'm sorry, like you should have won that. Yeah. But if it's not that important a competition, it's like, well, yeah, 
whatever. But if it's like, well, if it is still like, paying Euro money, the world or at those competitions, you're still paying money to to travel yeah. there and 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 stuff. I mean, it's it's not. It's still a big deal. Yeah, know? it's it's still a big it's a big deal to you if you're in that situation. You know, definitely, definitely. Um, so EBRs, I tend to agree, uh, just from a viewing standpoint yeah. anyway they, they do it's adds such a when 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 you have to sit down and uh it's, if you listen to this and you train you'll know if, if when you do positional sparring everybody is just waiting for that day when they go right cool like so and so is going to start on your back and you're like fuck's sake man here we go and uh it adds such an urgency when you go, yeah. you've got three minutes to get out of this, and this guy's going to try and take your head off in about two seconds. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. It, it's so much more. It's it's more fun to watch, but I think there is an argument that because people don't want it to go to a judge's decision, that they try harder. I don't. I don't yeah. know, but um, that I, I've seen that well, argument. You say that, but then it's been MMA the whole time that it's always it always goes to a judge's decision if there's no. Uh, submission or um, knockout. Yeah, and people still go to judges' decision all the time. So I don't think it's that different to I do don't that. Think it's that different again, at all. It depends on judges and the fact that in MMA you've got three judges, um, and then in grappling tournaments or grappling, um, so like Polaris or Metamoris or whatever um, events, let's say um, you've only got one, or have you got more? I don't know. Uh, this I'm looking at the rules for Polaris six, and there there will be three judges. Oh, there will. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. The the rules are sort of uh, you know effect. Uh, so they're they're looking for um, effective attacks and aggression, which uh, actually it actually says in in one of the taking risks in an attempt to gain a takedown. Nice. I like is, that. Which that's is a good rule. A really good rule, I think. That's like the story of my life, literally. <laughs> In one rule, if one rule could sum up my life, that is it. Yeah. Um, Take risk. Just, just, yeah, I can't speak. Take risk. Just, just, yeah, I'm getting delirious. I need more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? My my brain stopped working. There are good set anyway. of rules, actually. If if uh, anyone's interested, you should head over to polarisgrappling.com and just give a click on their rules. And it's actually a real... It, it looks really well laid out, you know. That's good. Takedown sweeps, improving position, obviously. But also effectively countering takedowns, you know. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. There is one that says spectacular escapes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Someone catches you in a triangle and you just teleport or something. I don't know. What's spectacular mean? But um, I mean, anything that looks cool, right? Anything that looks cool. But how cool? Like, how many points do you get? Well, I guess there's levels. Get caught in an armbar but rip your gear off and then suddenly you're Superman and you just fly around the room. Um, Pushing the pace of the bout. Yeah. There's tons of... But there's also... They've got points against you. Not capitalising on good positions. So if you're in a mount and you do fuck all with it, they're going to mark against you. That's crazy. So they should. So they should. Well, perhaps. I don't know. I've been in mount against better people than me and I haven't got a fucking clue. Like, just... (laughs) I'm just waiting to be... Take the back. Always take the back. Always take the back. 
Always After take all... it back. You've heard it Always here from Helen. Out of context, that's not a good thing to hear. I mean, no, that's, that's rules for life too. Always take the back. <laughs> if you're ever concerned about a situation, take the back. Just take the back. Just take the back. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's legit. <laughs> I feel like you've got your own T-shirt coming. If someone what, could... take the back. Always take the back. If someone can make a Hellraiser take the back T-shirt. I would love that a lot. Please. Yes. I mean, it's fun. I, I like talking yeah, about this okay. kind of stuff. I'm glad. I'm glad we're back. Yes. And if you're glad we're back, send us a message. Yes, send us a message too. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye now. There you go. That's my fun